She really Britted Sudway. So then that would have been funny if I hadn't fucked it up so much. Say again, we can just re-edit it, Gwen. No, I think we need to keep my fuck up in. It's funny. Hi, I'm Alyssa. And I'm Gwen. And this is Tea and Squee. This is the podcast where we spill the tea about the things that make us squee. Yes, ma'am. And today we are talking about Community. Community is an American sitcom that aired on NBC uh, starting in 2009. It ran for five seasons on NBC from 2009 to 2014 and then moved to Yahoo Screen, Yahoo's online viewing platform for its final season, its sixth season, which aired in 2015. Uh, It features a beautiful ensemble cast and is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Yes, I have a shorter love story with this show. I had a friend, not friend, my one of my roommates in college like used to watch it in the living room, but I think I was always too like tired and cranky after rehearsal to really sit down and watch it. I was like, oh, the TV's being loud. I want to go do my homework in my room. Erg. But I finally watched it during quarantine last spring because all of our friends were watching it and I got too curious and now I'm in love with it. Now it's one of my comfort shows. <laughs> Whereas I started watching this show when I was in high school, I think just after season three, uh, just after season three or four, it was up on Hulu and my older brother had started watching it. And for a while I'd like see him watching it and couldn't get into it. And then one day I sat down with him on a Saturday afternoon and started watching and he was working his way through season two and I became hooked. Uh, So I watched it out of order. I think I started on season two and then eventually went back and watched season one. But I remember watching the final season as it aired. I uh, go back and rewatch it all the time, but I haven't rewatched it chronologically in a while. I think at the beginning of quarantine, when it first went on Netflix, I rewatched it chronologically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but usually I just skip around. I'm like, what season do I want to watch today? Let's roll, let's roll a six-sided die and decide what <laughs> season to watch. Okay, yes. great. Now we're just gonna, you know, like scroll through that season until I find an episode that speaks to me today. Yeah, that's fair. I I binge it. I'm actually in the middle of re-binging it. Like last summer, I introduced one of my best friends to it because she didn't want to watch it for the longest time because Chevy Chase kind of sucks. So that's, she was like, I heard Pierce is an awful person. I'm like, yeah, but everybody else is great. So mm-hmm. we yeah. started watching it and I think we rewatched it like three or five times last summer alone. Like we just kept rewatching it. I was not at all upset when, and I should, I should preface this by saying, if you've not watched Community, this episode's going to be full of spoilers. <laughs> so if you want to watch it, don't listen to this. Yeah. Binge it and then come back. Yeah, or listen to it and be sad that it was spoiled for you. But you can't get mad at us because we're warning you now. This is your spoiler alert. Yeah, stay away, you guys. Or be like me and read the ending of your books and listen to spoiler, you know, written podcasts about TV shows. (laughs) 
be an Alyssa or don't be Alyssa. That's up to yeah. you. But yeah. from here on out, there will be spoilers from seasons one through six of Community. Mm-hmm. As I was saying, <laughs> I am not upset that Pierce was killed off. I had been waiting for it for so long. Like not for him to die, but just for him yeah. to leave because you could tell that there was less and less for his character to do as you neared the end of season three. Because he he got killed off, what, beginning of season four? I think it was, I just watched this episode, um, beginning of season five, like Dan Harmon came back um, for season right. five. And right. I know they had like a big issue. So like, I think that they, they were like, bye Pierce, we're gonna kill you now. That's <laughs> right, because Jeff comes back as a professor. Yes, he does. At the beginning of season five. That's right. But I was not upset when he was gone. Not at all. I wasn't either. I did not miss him for like the tail end of the fourth season when he was like, they they were like phasing him out, you know, Mm -hmm. like barely in any episodes. I was like, good riddance. Goodbye, Pierce. That's right. Because the season four finale, one of the like final episodes of season four is his funeral episode, which is honestly a beautiful episode. Uh. (sighs) I feel like we need to preface what community is actually about. (laughs) We're talking about this show. Here's the thing about community. Community is set at a community college called Greendale. Uh, And it follows a core cast of characters who are all members of a Spanish study group. In season one, they form a study group for their Spanish 101 class and then throughout the seasons every season they take a new class together and they maintain the same study group in the same study room in their library and it's just a wild ride and we love it but that's what the show's about so as we talk about community (laughs) college things now you know why yes there's randomly out of school there's a dean you're like what the what the fuck is going on here? Dean Craig Pelton is the king of my heart and I love him. Yes, same. I, that's why I love, um, I think it's towards like season three, like mid-season three, we start seeing more of the Dean. Like season one, we barely see him and then we get like kooky, weird Dean Pelton. And I'm like, this mm-hmm. is the content I signed up for. Mm-hmm. I don't, the Dean has the most fabulous outfits, mm-hmm. the most amazing one-liners. <laughs> The dean is the epitome of camp. The dean yes. always understands the assignment. He does. And I really wish our school had thrown that many, like, amazingly themed dances. Like, that man knew how to throw a dance, and I respect it. I think one of my favorite moments in the entire series is he comes in dressed as a nut bar and oh does he does a lovely little rap number. Um, he, he, like, starts to sing, and he's like, uh, I'm a nut roll and I'm here to say your paychecks will arrive, arrive on a on different another day. day. Another day, <laughs> another dime. <laughs> he like starts rapping so aggressively <laughs> and credit to the actor who just did this so well. He goes at it so hard and then at the end drops the mic and just, <gasps> I don't know what that I don't know what that was and he's like crying and just like sprints from the room and it's probably one of my favorite moments in the entire series because it's just so ridiculous and he goes so hard 
Oh, he does. Oh, I and I credit the other actors in the scene who don't break. They just sit there. And I'm like, I don't know how y'all are doing this. If I were in this scene, I'd be broken. I'd be crying and laughing my fucking ass off. Oh, but Britta is so close to breaking, though. You watch her as he leaves. She turns around to look at the rest of the table, and she's, like, biting her lips so hard to keep from laughing. Is. I'm like, girl, me too. My roommate actually created, like, a knockoff, like, great value version of that payday wrap last summer. So she, we, like, cut out, a like, a brown paper bag for the peanut bar costume. And she got her old glasses and sang it in the living room. And it was magical. There's so much from this show that is just, like, the most quotable thing ever. The number of times that... Like, because my entire family has watched this show. Mm-hmm. And so randomly, if something's awesome, we'll just be like, pop, pop. Yes! Every, oh, I... De- every December 5th, all I can think about is Shirley and her candy cane as she's about to beat the crap out of a dude. <laughs> Iconic, honestly. I just, I just hear, I just hear her go, it's December 5th and then whack bam I love it there are so many good episodes too like today I was really trying to come up with a list of my favorites and I couldn't do it Mm -hmm. like (laughs) if you had to choose one episode from your like top five and summarize it which episode would it be? And please do summarize it. I want to hear. Oh, yes. Okay. The one that always comes to my my brain is the season two finale when they play paintball. This is my favorite paintball episode of all six seasons because it's amazing. And also to my fellow Marvel stands out there. So the Russo brothers, they directed like Captain America, the Winter Soldier. It's the best Captain America film, objectively. They filmed this episode they directed it, might be. They directed it, not filmed. Um, and Marvel saw it, and that's like half the reason they got hired on to do Marvel shit. So we have You're this. Hitting me. I shit you not. This is <laughs> Marvel. Marvel was like, oh my god, we're gonna hire you now. <laughs> and I so love a fistful, it. A fistful of paintballs is is the episode you're referencing. Yes, it's, it's a two parter. I don't remember mm-hmm. if the first episode is a fistful of paintballs. I think the first episode. Of that two-parter is a fistful of paintballs because it starts mm-hmm. as a Western motif it and then does. very quickly becomes a Star Wars motif. Yes, and it's the best fucking thing. Okay, Abed as Han Solo is my sexual orientation. It's so hot. It's and I so don't understand hot. it. And I'm like, the thing is, I'm not attracted to Han Solo, but I am attracted oh. to Danny Hootie. <laughs> so. I'm attracted to both, so I was like, okay, community, Danny Pudi, you're really hitting me in both sweet spots right now, and I feel Annie in my soul in the episode where she is just like, holy shit, I want to bang Abed, and I'm like, girl, same. So explain to me what this episode is about. Okay, I just, it's so like all the episodes are so fucking kooky and weird, but like this is like initially it's like a ice cream company I think that Mm -hmm. like they start this paintball competition and there's like a a cash prize essentially that you can win if you're the last one standing something it's something like a hundred thousand dollars that might be overestimating it but it's definitely in like 
tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, it's like a fuck ton of money. So obviously all these broke ass college kids want this money. And And college adults. We should should say that like this cast of characters ages, like their character ages are ranging from like 18 to like 46. So- And there's Leonard, who's just like an old ass man, just chilling at this college. So there's, everybody is every age over the age of 18, essentially. Like in in the core (laughs) cast, you have uh, Troy and Annie, who are just out of high school. Mm -hmm. You have Britta, who's a 30 something. Yeah. Uh, Jeff and Shirley are both in their 40s. Shirley has kids. Jeff is a lawyer who... Mm -hmm faked his bachelor's degree (laughs) and then once he was found out was fired and lost his license and had to go back to school to get his bachelor's degree yeah um and then pierce is ancient he's like in his 70s or 80s and he's he's just an old man and he's the Mm -hmm. worst hey y'all editing gwen here with just a quick note uh we forgot to mention abed nadir in this character age discussion which is an absolute crime because we love him but Abed is the final member of this core cast and his age is somewhere in his late teens early 20s he's in that same sort of transitional age group as Annie and Troy okay continue but anyway (laughs) so all these broke-ass college students yeah they want this money and everybody's dressed up in their western gear and they essentially all start playing paintball. So the episode starts, I think most of the paintball episodes kind of start in the middle of the paintball war. We never see it like initiated. We just see the fucking mess that's going on. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Annie's like on her own for a little bit. And then Abed and Jeff kind of recruit her. And then there's this hot like rogue cowboy that we find out um, City College is actually the ice cream truck company. And for those of you who don't watch this show, it's like the rival college, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, like they're the better school, objectively. Like they have more money than Greendale, but they're rivals. And essentially that dean is trying to shut down um, Greendale by having the students basically destroy the property with paintballs. And so it's at the end of that episode, when we find out it is City College, that we have a weird shift, and we're all of a sudden, we're in a Star Wars-themed episode, you guys. And because it's really- City College releases the Stormtroopers. Yeah, they do! It's awesome! It's so awesome! I, like, there's, like, multiple plans going on in this episode. We have so much action. Like, no wonder the Russo brothers were hired by Marvel after, dire- like, directing these. There's so much action action and eventually okay so like eventually they do the paintball war they execute their plans like troy's plan leads to half of people being like quote unquote dead in the library so it's like they don't actually die they just get shot with paintballs and then like once you're hit with paint you're out of the game yes essentially and then of course, and then for some fucking reason, Pierce saves the day because he's the last one standing, and so he shoots like the last two um, city college um, goons, I will call them, and they win. And at the end of the season, end of the episode, he kind of leaves the study group, but unfortunately, he does come back. Mm-hmm. We all we all had hope at the end of season two that mm-hmm. Pierce would leave. You know, 
on a sort of high note for himself, Pierce Lovers would have good closure and then he would never come back. But unfortunately, yeah. Chevy Chase did come back for seasons mm-hmm. three and four. Blah. Blah. And, that's, and that's what makes me mad because he leaves and I'm like, oh, fucking finally. And then like two episodes later, Donald Glover leaves and I'm like, guys, we really just got back to our cool fucking golden ass crew and now you're leaving and granted his music career is very successful but i wanted him i I selfishly wanted him as troy for another two seasons Mm -hmm, same so my my favorite episode i think my favorite episode (laughs) i have many that i love but i think if i had to explain one to someone to like try to convince them to watch the show I would describe Intro to Epidemiology, I think is what the episode is called. No, past Gwen, that's not what the episode is called. The episode is, in fact, called Epidemiology. Just Epidemiology. However, I will continue to refer to it as Intro to Epidemiology throughout the rest of this episode of the pod. So, sorry, listeners. Past Gwen was the dumb. Okay, bye, have fun. And... The premise of the episode is that there is a Halloween party happening at Greendale. And it's your classic Halloween party. This episode is in season two. So you love all these characters. You love their hijinks. Nothing too like serious and dramatic has happened to any of them yet. And everyone's at a Halloween party. And um, the Dean is talking about how lucky he was to get the taco meat for the party at such an amazing discount from the army surplus store and suddenly throughout the party greendale students start running fevers they start like moaning and biting each other for no reason (laughs) and Essentially, they all turn into zombies. And whatever is happening to them is contagious mm-hmm. when they are bitten by another one of the students. And the dean comes to find out, he, he calls the army surplus store and is like, what did you put in this taco meat? It's making all of my students go crazy. <laughs> he locks everyone in the library yep. because they have no way of knowing who's infected. So they all get locked in the library. The dean's the only one outside. And it turns out that what he had bought was actually some like government experiment. <laughs> and so everyone's <laughs> turning into zombies and the core six have to like battle their way out of this zombie thriller (laughs) adventure editing gwen here we mentioned the core six here it's actually the core seven we will continue to mention the core six throughout the rest of this episode i'm sorry i think that we were just trying to erase pierce from the group please continue and the entire thing is scored by by abba music So it's a zombie thriller scored by ABBA and it's the most beautiful thing ever. And they're all in Halloween costumes. Britt is dressed as a dinosaur. Shirley is Galinda the Good Witch. Annie's Little Red Riding Hood. Is Batman uh, or is Abed Batman in this episode or is that in season one Halloween? I think that's season one. I think him and Troy had like a a, a friend's costume. I don't remember. It might be a kick puncher reference. I don't, I don't remember, remember, but it's beautiful. <laughs> um, 
And the Dean, Dean Craig Pelton is Lady Gaga. It's beautiful. This is one of the most beautiful campy episodes ever. And all of the Halloween episodes in this show deliver. Mm -hmm. Every season there's a new Halloween episode and they all slap. Yep. They're all so, so good. Oh, I love that episode. For a while, one of my favorite episodes was the Glee episode because oh, I, love I loved, I love hearing all of them sing. They're all so Me good. Too. Danny Pudi, especially. And I think it's because I like I had the biggest crush on him. Same. I love it when Danny Pudi sings so, so much. Cute. So I loved the Glee episode, which is an episode in season three in season three yes I think it's the yeah that I think that's the Christmas episode it is it's the Christmas episode for season three and the glee club at Greendale (laughs) dies in a bus crash (laughs) and so um (laughs) the core six have to take over and uh, essentially fill in for the glee club for their Christmas benefit concert Mm -hmm. and none of them want to do it but the director of the Glee Club hypnotizes all of them with music one by yep. one. So they each get like their own individual Christmas number. And it's mm-hmm. beautiful and hilarious. I loved that episode because I loved Me hearing too. them sing. And yeah. then I loved the season four puppet episode for the same reason. Oh, see, I have mixed feelings about the episode because I love hearing them sing, but I don't like I like season four is just a struggle bus for me. I don't like season four. So I felt mm-hmm. like season four for me felt like a discount of what Dan Harmon did for all the other seasons so like when I get to season four I did not mind the puppet episode I was just still slightly thrown because something felt different but like I love hearing them sing and Sarah Bareilles was there for some reason and Jack Black yeah I don't understand like I can objectively say that the puppet episode was a bad episode it was not a good episode of any show ever but it was so much fun to hear them sing. Mm-hmm. I loved watching them as puppets get high on like hallucination berries in the woods with Jack Black. It was yeah, beautiful. Was yeah, that was a good time. I'm like, you know what? Not mad at this. Also, I need like the most iconic or like the most well-known episode. I think it's season three when Troy and Abed have everybody over to their apartment and we see mm-hmm. the different outcomes from the six-sided die. Yes, all of the different timelines. <laughs> and my favorite fun fact about this episode is they spent so much money on the royalties for Roxanne that they couldn't afford to play any other music for the rest of the season. So that's why we hear the royalty-free little jazz number is because mm-hmm. they didn't have to pay for that one because Roxanne was so damn expensive because they played it like a thousand fucking times in the episode. Mm-hmm. Alyssa, do you want to serenade us with this oh. royalty-free bop? Yes, I do. I can go on because it just repeats. But that, that, that royalty-free bop just ends up playing throughout the entire rest of the show. Just occasionally, the, yep. the characters will sing it, and it's beautiful. Um. <laughs> it is Troy. It is canon, can, canonically uh, Abbott's favorite song. Mm-hmm. It's Another fun beautiful. fact. <laughs> I love it's it. Fabulous. We love it. <laughs> for whatever reason, there's one line in the puppet episode that just always ends up stuck in my head for no good reason at all. And just, I'll just be minding my own business on a Tuesday and my brain will go, 
I caused the green dale fire of both Fifty-five acres went up in a blaze, all because I burned an anthill. Like, <laughs> I'm minding my own business on a random Tuesday and that'll happen in my brain. And it'll be like, oh, hello, buried memories. <laughs> I love that. See this me with the with the off-brand jazz number. Like sometimes I'll just be vibing and then all of a sudden it comes into my head and I can't get it out for the rest of the day. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so we're doing now. So we've talked favorite episodes. Let's talk favorite characters and favorite ships. Oh, okay. This is See, gonna get spicy and controversial. It's gonna get controversial. Um, oh, I should start with my favorite character, I suppose. The thing is, I have two, because I have, okay, Abed's one of my favorite characters, possibly because I have a crush on Abed and Danny Pudi, so it's like a different kind of favorite character vibe, mm-hmm. because Abed's such a little cupcake, and I love him, and he's so cute, and I love the movie references to everything, and his friendship with Troy makes my heart sing. It's my favorite thing in this entire world. They have the most wholesome straight man friendship. They do. Like, they're literal goals. And to think, they originally wanted Pierce and Troy to be a dynamic duo. What a waste that would have been. Trash. Boo. I just... Trash pairing. I love them and their little... Their handshake. I don't know if you heard the little pat-pat on my chest. (laughs) But yeah. And I love watching Abed grow because especially after Troy leaves, we finally see Abed as like an individual person. Mm-hmm. And he does so much growing in the last season. Like he used to be so scared about leaving Greendale and then like he takes the plunge and he moves away and it's a really sad and beautiful thing to see. So I adore mm-hmm. Abed Nadir. Who was your second favorite character? Oh, Annie's my second favorite character, possibly because I'm a lot like Annie. Yeah, that's a face. I do. I love Annie. I'm trying to think like the range I started to like her because I didn't like her in the first season. So I think my range of Annie like was probably from season two, season three, season five, and end of season six. I liked her. I don't, I like Annie a little bit less when she has a crush on Jeff just because I don't think he's a good match for her or good enough for her because I love her because she starts out the show kind of like an insecure little schoolgirl. And then we watch her kind of blossom and grow into this organized, like, independent, well, and yeah, slightly independent woman. And she's just very smart and very go-getter. And maybe it's because I see a lot of myself in her, and that's why I like her, and I'm just projecting. So I won't argue that by the end of the show, Annie is a pretty solid character. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think she goes through some of the most growth of Mm -hmm. all of the characters in the series. I can't bring myself to even like list her in my top three of like favorite characters from the core six yeah uh because that's what we're looking at right now like if we were to pick favorite character overall from the show like dean pelton dean pelton um but from the core six i don't think i can even list annie in my top three because for a while i feel like the writers had her there to be exactly what she was depicted as is in the show which is the sexy little young schoolgirl that was vying for the attention of the 40 year old man yeah 
And I don't think they actually started giving her a whole lot of her own character development until around season three. Yeah. And at that point, I had already made up my mind about her. And it wasn't the fault of Alison Brie who played her. It wasn't like, I just couldn't get past not understand. I didn't understand what her her character Mm -hmm. arc and character purpose were in the other characters like I think Britta's higher up for me Mm -hmm. that's fair because I understood how Britta could grow Mm -hmm. I didn't understand why I I I couldn't understand why Annie was a character whose story I wanted to follow if that makes sense yeah no that's fair because it's kind of muddled in the beginning like I I still to this day not really sure I mean I know why she was there because she had an Adderall addiction in high school and she couldn't go Mm -hmm. to like her top school so she's at community college but you don't find that out until like season three you you kind of get it like the fact that she had like a a drug addiction Mm -hmm. or like a pill habit is referenced in the first season like in passing but not enough where like you actually like understand yeah like and in her career choices like I mostly everybody else's career paths by the end sort of made sense to me mm-hmm. I also just watched season five today where she suddenly like I get I got I loved her switching from being in hospital administration but I don't understand where she suddenly came into loving criminal like science for some reason she was all of a sudden like I'm gonna do like criminology and I'm like where did this come from I actually understand that a little better I think because I think it came from her constantly loving schemes that was the thing about Annie like after season one she started to like come into her own as a character and one of the things that you started to learn about her was that she was a mischievous little bitch (laughs) she is so mischievous and she loves thinking about things too deeply and she is very much I don't know she always wants to understand why things are the way they are and so criminology kind of does make sense to me I'm just it was just the fact that like they swung at it so late in her arc and to to an extent I get it because Annie is 18 when she comes mm-hmm. to Greendale, she's your classic fresh out of school college, mm-hmm. or fresh out of high school college student, right? And mm-hmm. in those students, you see them switch majors countless yep. times when they come in not knowing what they want to do. Uh, yeah. Switching majors, having crushes on all the wrong men. Like yep. this is, th- these are things that we watch Annie do. And I think maybe part of the reason that I am like prone to dislike her is because I see too much of myself in her and I see all of the qualities of myself that embarrass me in her. Okay. Like my inability to make up my mind, Mm -hmm. um, my, my constant longing for like, uh, you know, because not that I'm this way now, but when I was, you know, 18, 19, as she is in seasons one and two, like the like constantly being like, I want male attention. Yeah. I'm a perfectionist. I need to be the best at everything. Like these are qualities that Annie has that I also have yeah. but that annoy me about myself. And so I find Annie annoying because I can project those things onto her. Yeah, that's fair. And then one day I sat down to binge community and I was like, well, maybe it's, you don't like Annie because you are Annie. And I was like, shit, 
you're right brain well then let's just let's just embrace this feeling let's just go on mm. and like her as a character and understand now i understand why she does things and um looping back to like you talking about her switching so suddenly i am on board with that a little bit more now because i like how it depicts yeah like the 18 year old college student being like i know exactly mm -hmm. what i want from my life and then it all changes once you hit college Mm -hmm. And this is something that I'm discovering right now, having this conversation <laughs> with you, is that like, because I was always just like, no, I just don't like Annie. She's annoying. And I like wrote mm -hmm. it off. And I'm sitting here going, oh, wait, no, the reason I think she's annoying is because she reminds me of all the things that annoy me about myself. That's, that's why. And I think that it was intentional on the part of the writers to make her that yeah. way. Yeah, um, I agree. So. Like, like we can't have the positives. That's also what I liked about their writing of the characters. Like we see them like fully as they are. Like we see their mm -hmm. flaws, their, their, their positives, like everything. And that's why I really liked, cause it was very realistic because so I was annoyed with them. Sometimes I loved their choices. Sometimes I hated their decisions other times. And I'm like, Oh, this is like really good writing. Like you wrote realistic characters essentially. Mm-hmm. So my favorite character, I think, is Abed, but we've established yes. that. Abed is fantastic. He is wild. He has the weirdest ideas. He's so, like, innocent. He just does things for the sake of, like, Abed is like, Troy says, come on, Abed, do it for the vine. And Abed does it because it'll make Troy happy, you know? Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. Everything with Abed has a deep, deeper level. Everything is meta and he just completely makes the show. And I, I adore Abed Nadir. And also like Danny Pudi was really cute as Abed yeah, Nadir was. and I was here for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but aside from Abed, I think my favorite character in the core six would either have to be Britta or Shirley because they are, they are both also characters that I see a lot of myself yeah. in, but I see the parts of myself that I might like a little bit more than yeah. the parts that I see of Annie, you know? Yeah, that's fair. I like Shirley. I, I like her, her mothering nature. She's the epitome of a mom and like how she's introduced at the beginning of the show is just like, she's the mom character. But she embraces it so much and it doesn't stop her from being a friend to everyone in that group. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I adore her and she warms my heart. Yeah. And Britta is just such a mess. I love Britta. <laughs> She's such a mess. And so I can't help but love her for mm -hmm. the sake of the show. <laughs> Like, yes. I don't know, I don't know if her character is a character that I vibe with super well, but mm -hmm. in terms of, like, how the show works, I, I freaking love her. Yeah, early seasons Britta is my favorite, mm -hmm. hands down. Like, I, they, she trades spots with Annie around season four, because that's when Annie started getting more of a character, and that's when they got lazy with Britta, for mm -hmm. lack of a better word. Like, I don't like Britta's character development. I think they did her dirty. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. Britta, Britta spends the first two, maybe three seasons just being like rebellious for the sake of rebellion. Mm -hmm. She always finds a cause to support just because she yes. wants to be supporting a cause. Yes. She has so much passion and she has mm -hmm. no idea what to do with all of it. And so she puts yes. it in all the wrong places. <laughs> and it's the most hilarious and messy thing. Mm -hmm. And I love it. It's yes. so much fun to watch. And I, I, it, it does so much for the show. 
Mm-hmm. I agree. Love I, love, I love her. I love her activism. I like she starts out like as such an intelligent character. And like we see her like dissing Jeff and being smart and like going for like, yeah, finding causes to support. And I'm like, I fucking love this. I love this mess of a human who doesn't know what she wants out of life besides to support like all these like activist causes. And then for some fucking reason, she becomes like the dumb person in the group. And I'm like, Britta was so smart. I don't understand how she went from being pretty intelligent um, to turning into the butt of the joke. Mm-hmm. I- like Britta, Britta is the worst. That's the yeah. running joke from season one. Britta's mm-hmm. the worst. But the reason Britta is the worst is not because she's, she's stupid. Because she's a killjoy. Yeah. And I vibe with that because I'm also a killjoy. So I was like, yeah, I feel that. So she went from being <laughs> the worst to being, ah, you Britted it, which means you like, you messed, you fucked something up. And I'm like, no, let's go back to the first meeting when she was just no, a but killjoy. I, I like, I like, I liked you Britted it because Britta does Britta everything, even she in does. the early seasons. She never, she never does things correctly. And that's part of yeah. the charm of her character. That's true. That everything she does is, is ill-founded and bad mm. and that's why we love her <laughs> yes I think one of my favorite episodes where Britta's just a fucking mess is when her ex-boyfriend Blade is in town with the carnival and Annie has to like hide her phone in the fridge and like they have to go through all these like hoops to get Britta away from this awful man and Britta just can't stay away from this awful awful man and I saw the episode and I was like, wow, it's me in my late teens. Britta can't stop talking to this bad man until he says something nice to her. Sounds while familiar. Talking, while we're talking about Britta and bad men, why don't we talk about ships? Oh. Uh, yes. Because high key, I ship <laughs> Britta with Jeff. Oh, no. I ship it. I don't know if, like, they're, like, my OTP from the show. Yeah. They definitely aren't. I understand why it's trash. But if you yeah. presented me with Jeff and Britta, or Troy and Britta, or Annie and Jeff, I would choose Jeff and Britta 100% of the time. <laughs> because they are both disasters, and so they should be disasters together. I, I feel like putting Troy with Britta or putting Annie with Jeff ruins what are otherwise good promising youths with bright futures ahead of them. And so I just, (laughs) (laughs) I also love a good snarky relationship in a sitcom. And so Jeff and Britta being like, we have a distaste for each other, but we're weirdly attracted to each other in the same way. I like that dynamic. Mm -hmm. And so I, I shipped them real hard. I didn't like Jeff and Britta in the early seasons. I think I would have been more on board with Jeff and Britta by like season five or six. Because I think at that point, they're less garbage or Jeff is less garbage because I think Jeff's an asshole for most of the show. Mm-hmm. And that's the point because he, he does the most growing out of everybody mm-hmm. in the group. He starts as a selfish asshole. He ends as a relatively caring guy with a group of friends he loves. Which makes sense because he's supposed to be kind of the central character in the show. He's yeah. the first character we meet, mm-hmm. you know? Like we we really, we follow his his journey and story through mm-hmm. Greendale. But, but yeah, like that's I, part of my thing about Jeff and Britta is that like by the final seasons, like in the early seasons, they sleep together. They have this mm-hmm. will they, won't they on and off again, friends with benefits thing going on. They never actually date. Uh, 
and then by the final seasons they their relationship has grown to a point where I'm like if you could just add the making out (laughs) and the sex back into this I think it would actually be a decent like sitcom level relationship you know yeah uh and so I just like by the end of it I'm like why are he and Annie still flirting like this is something why does he kiss Annie in the last episode this is garbage where's Britta yeah I where's the age appropriate woman okay so here's the thing I don't ship Jeff and Annie but also I see 20 something with an older man I'm like oh it's possible for me too which is trash thinking but like I don't like them together because it's weird the thing is that like when they meet Annie is 18 and he's like in his 40s yeah that's that's Aki she is until the last few seasons still a naive young Mm -hmm. teenager very early 20s yeah and he is a man who had a full career and, mm-hmm. like, is actually the worst and a complete asshole. And she's mm-hmm. a sweetie pie. Yeah. And so it doesn't make sense to me other than her being like, ooh, male attention that I mm-hmm. didn't get in high school because I had braces and was nerdy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it upsets me. It really, really, yeah, it's no. gross. It doesn't make sense. Jeff and Britta should be together. Annie should maybe be with Troy or Ovid. I high oh, key shipped sh- her and Ovid. I did too. That's one of my favorite ships. I love um I love Ovid and Annie, especially towards the later seasons when um when Troy and Britta started dating, we saw more of Ovid and Annie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I like Ovid and Annie together. Like she kind of grounds him in a different way than what Troy does. Like, Troy and Abed kind of enable each other, and Annie's more like, okay, let's sit back and think about this. And I think Abed helps her let loose a little bit more, mm-hmm. so it's a beautiful balance. But by the sixth season, I was like, okay, I need you to make out, but for real skis this time, not in our paintball Star Wars mm-hmm. scenario. Because and- when they kissed, I was like, <gasps> and then it was over. <laughs> it was over, and I was like, damn it. I'm not mad that they didn't end up together. That's the no. thing about my ships in this show. I'm like, if they didn't happen, they didn't happen, and that's yeah. true. But the ships that did happen upset me, if that makes sense. That's like, like I don't need the characters to end up together. I'm more than happy to watch them be friends mm-hmm. because that's what most what is most important is that all of these characters mm-hmm. who were alone at the beginning of the series have each other at the end yeah. of the series, and that's fabulous, and I, mm-hmm. I love it. It warms my little heart. <laughs> So I don't need the characters to make out. No. But the characters no. they did have make out upset me. <laughs> See, I kind of liked Troy and Britta together. The thing is, I really, I thought that was going to be a good growing moment for Britta, perhaps. Like, Troy was going to help her, like, mellow out. But unfortunately, they started dating towards the end of the third season. So most of them dating was in the fourth season, which was when it was kind of trashy and their relationship was never really like well established, Mm -hmm. nor did it grow very much. Like it's obvious, like they broke up towards the end of season four when Dan Harmon was going to be coming back. Mm -hmm. So like, it was just, it was just not well thought out, I think, but I, I, as a concept, I liked it. I liked their friendship a lot before they got together. Um, Troy and Britta kind of confided in each other in ways that like they didn't with other characters because they were both kind of seen as like the dumb ones in the group. 
Yeah. And so like they confided in each other about stuff and I appreciated that, but I don't think that they had any romantic chemistry. And that was my problem. Mm-hmm. If there had actually been romantic chemistry between the two characters, I would have I would have been more like open to the relationship, but it was just mm-hmm. like weird to me when they did get together because I was like, okay, I understand the emotional intimacy here, but I don't understand why it's romantic. Yes. And like the weird, the thing was also like, we didn't really see many intimate moments between them. Like we Mm kind of just saw them when they were at school together and Jeff would make a joke about Britta's boyfriend, like being in love with his boyfriend. Like that was there. It was like mostly a joke essentially. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, this doesn't seem very well thought out because I don't, yeah, they might not have a lot of great physical chemistry. I can't tell because I don't see any of it. So on like a base level, I'm like, yeah, this is a great idea. But like, you know, if there's no physical chemistry, then what's the point of having the relationship, you know? You said physical chemistry and all I could think was to meet new people. <laughs> to meet new people. <laughs> to meet new people. <laughs> Wait, no, it was to meet different people? Oh, yeah, to meet... I thought it was to meet new people. To meet different people? Because at one point, Troy is sobbing in a corner, and he's like, stop saying I'm different! Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. That's also (laughs) a good episode, because we watch the Dean go off the fucking walls, and it's Mm -hmm. great, and we see a Jeff Dean impression. So here's the thing about community, is that they did quite a few, like... Uh, motif episodes or like mm-hmm. meta episodes where like they would decide to do something like the the paintball episode that Alyssa mentioned earlier was western motif and then became a star wars motif intro to epidemiology which i discussed was a like a zombie thriller film yeah. sort of motif uh they do a couple of like mockumentary <laughs> episodes and in one of them they are making a commercial for Greendale Community College and Abed films the whole thing for posterity and it's like wild instead of the dean playing himself he casts uh Jeff to play him because he's in love with Jeff and he wants to watch (laughs) Jeff play him and he keeps making the script more and more complicated it ends up being like the seven hour long melodrama and it's insane and it's beautiful Oh, it's so, so good. And we see everybody go crazy in this episode, and it's really Mm -hmm. beautiful to watch. And Jeff's Dean impressions give me so much life. Mm -hmm. I love it. My other favorite mockumentary is the Pillow and the Fort episode where Troy and Abed, so Troy and Abed have like a thing where they make like blanket forts and pillow Mm -hmm. forts together. And so there's like a Guinness World Record for, I think, pillow forts to be like the biggest pillow forts that the dean's like you should go break this record abed is on team pillow troy is team blankets and they end up fighting over like the areas of the college where they can like populate the land and it's supposed to be like a war Mm -hmm. troy Troy starts by making a giant blanket fort abed (laughs) wants to use pillows but troy says no because it's a blanket fort you can't use Mm -hmm. pillows so abed leaves to make a pillow fort and then they have to figure out whose fort is going to take up the most territory of the campus Mm -hmm. and so they have a four between blanketsburg and pillow town i think it's pillow town Town, yeah 
Um, and it's a like World War II style mockumentary. Yes. About this war between Blanketsburg and Blanketsburg and Pillow Town. And it's it's <laughs> fabulous. It's so good. <laughs> this show is the most ridiculous campy thing ever. I can't recommend it highly enough. If you are a fan of like Parks and Rec, this this would be kind of in your lane. It's like someone mm-hmm. took Parks and Rec and Bob's Burgers and mashed them oh, together. Oh, yes, that's perfect. Yeah. The, the show is written by Dan Harmon, who wrote Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. So it's like slightly more tame than Rick and Morty is. And it's a little less like perverse and mm-hmm. like mind fucky because it's not a sci-fi show, but it's just yeah. like the, so much fun. It's so much yes. camp, so much joy. It's a comfort show. It's a mm-hmm. show that you can turn on in the background and have on forever. I watch it on sunny days when I don't know what else to watch and I just need to be lazy. It's fabulous. Also, another fun fact, ha ha ha, um, Dan Harmon based the show around his community college in um, LA, I'm pretty sure, and they had to change the name. I think it was Glendale is the college he went to, so they changed it to Greendale and changed... Um, the state. I love that so much. <laughs> it's one there, of my favorite things. There's a town like I don't know maybe an hour or so away from me called Greendale and I always like every time someone mentions Greendale to me I'm like that's not a real place <laughs> because all I can think of is Greendale Community College. That's a college you silly goose. <laughs> <laughs> okay so the thing is I love mostly everything about community there Mm -hmm. are some things I don't like about the show um we already talked about the fourth season I'm not gonna get into that much more um I know the reason that Dan Harmon got kicked off I think there was a fight between him and Chevy Chase and there was like alcoholism involved all that bad jazz he got fired by the network they hired on some new guy and so the entire fourth season feels like a knockoff episode mm-hmm. of what the show is supposed to be and they, it's so bad and everybody is it's so out good. of character they call it the gas leak year when they refer to mm-hmm. anything done in the fourth season that's how bad and off it is so joel McHale, the guy who plays jeff like actually lobbied to get dan Harmon back for the fifth season because it was the writing was just that bad and we don't talk about the fourth season and every fan of the show knows it sucks so I can't really mm-hmm. talk more about why it sucks mm-hmm. okay I know you said Shirley was one of your favorite characters but I don't like Shirley very go ahead roast Shirley <laughs> I'm here I'm, I'm ready to hear it because she definitely is not good all the time no, and granted, no one in this show is good all the time. Like, they all have their moments where they're kind of being a shitty person. And, like, yeah, that's the point. But with Shirley, I just think, again, this is also a thing about the show's progression. I think she stays fairly stagnant throughout the series. Like, she does have growing moments, but, like, they're not as massive as other characters in the show. Mm-hmm. So most of the time, she is the one in the group who is kind of holier than thou. Right. She is like the stereotypical like Christian woman, so she kind of mm-hmm. judges everybody else in the group for what they do. And Maybe I'm like judgy. I don't care for that attitude. Like I know I'm a judgmental bitch, but I'm also <laughs> a stupid bitch. So <laughs> I may judge, but it doesn't mean I don't make the same dumbass decisions. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know my. 
I think I think I like watching Shirley grow to be less judgmental. Same. As like, the for- show progresses. The same way that Annie becomes a more solid character, I think mm-hmm. Shirley does as well. But Shirley leaves the show. Yeah, yeah. She lives, lives. She leaves halfway through the fifth season, I think, or towards the end. I don't remember. She leaves before the sixth season, I'm pretty sure, because that's when we get Frankie. Um, Who, I mean, like, Patrick Brewster I is love her. beautiful, and we love yeah. her. And Frankie's a great character. Mm-hmm. But I... I will admit that the first time I watched the sixth season with Frankie, I was so mad that she wasn't Mm -hmm. Shirley that I just completely wrote her off as a character. Yeah, I did that thing too. I did that with the whole sixth season, if I'm being honest. And I really Mm -hmm. need to go back and rewatch it because it's probably probably better than I think it is. But like, I was so angry because I was like, well, fucking Troy isn't here. Now Shirley is gone when I finally started to like her because she was more grounded and less judgy. And I was like, mm-hmm. yes, thank you, Shirley. Also, she's a badass businesswoman and I can respect that. Yes. This show is not a show that I squee about like obsessively. It's mm-hmm. not something that I shout from the rooftops. It's a show that you enjoy in your heart of hearts. It's a show that warms your soul. It's a show that makes you laugh and gives you references that you will use every day for the rest of your life whether you you realize it or not. And so this isn't a, I'm going to scream about how much I love this show the same way that like Cats is for us. But I genuinely, like this show is a comfort show. This show brings me so much happiness and I love it. Like I might not be fangirling as hard outwardly, but in my soul, my sunny little fangirl soul is squeeing all over the place, just quietly. Yes, me too. Like, I think that's what you want in a comfort show. Anyways, I don't want to freak out over my comfort shows. It sort of defeats the purpose of having Mm -hmm. it be my comfort show. Because if I'm I'm having a really bad day and I pop on um, community, I am going to feel better. Because it's just, it's going to make me happy. There's zany little adventures and the Dean's going to be outlandish and hilarious. And the study group's going to be caught in a silly little scenario. And I'm going to be like, life ain't that bad. (laughs) Right. And like, that's part of the beauty of community is you can turn on literally any episode Mm -hmm. and you don't feel like you missed something. Exactly. And like, especially like once you've watched it through, I do recommend watching it through at least once. Mm-hmm. And then when you rewatch it again, because you will rewatch it again, um, you can start wherever. Because I usually will, I will watch like seasons two and three, and then jump to five. I highly recommend good. season two; it's the best season. I would agree with the statement. It also features John Oliver prominently. Yes, it does, and I really miss Professor Duncan for the most part. Like, I think that's when he started doing the John Oliver show, and that's why he left mm-hmm. halfway through, and then he came back in like the fifth and sixth season but I missed him dearly because he was very funny. We have a friend who has, like, her celebrity crush <laughs> is John Oliver. Yep. And uh, I don't know if we've made her watch this show yet. I think she has watched it. Good. Season two is definitely her favorite season. Oh, for sure. John Oliver. We see a baby John Oliver just for her. <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts on Community, Alyssa? My final thoughts are watch it. You're going to love it. You're going to hate Pierce. And that's okay. Because we all hate Pierce. Um, he dies anyway. He dies anyways. Um, I hope you have a favorite side character. Because I certainly do. Mm. Garrett is my favorite side character. 
because he's fucking hilarious, you guys. Like, just watch the show. You'll get it. He is extra as fuck. He screams everything. He's just this very awkward, nerdy boy, and it's beautiful. You will love him. Do you have a Garrett line that you would like to impersonate for us, Alyssa? I don't. Off the top of my head, if you have one, go for it, Gwen. I don't either. That's the problem. It's like, <laughs> I can hear Garrett's voice in my Me head, too. but I can't think of any words he's saying. I can't either. I just hear his shrieking in my head, and I'm like, well, what's the line? I'm like, I don't know. He's just shrieking. Garrett's Garrett is my shrieking. inner voice. <laughs> yes, Garrett's always shrieking in my head. Yeah. Watch Community. It'll bring you so much joy and comfort. It's on Netflix mm-hmm. right now. It is. All six seasons. Not yeah. the movie yet. Six no. seasons in a movie. Six seasons in a movie! movie. The movie is movie. not actually in the works. We're waiting for one to happen. Yeah. Come on, Russo that. bros. Use your Marvel magic. Yeah, let's do it. Use that Marvel money. Fun do it, money. do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> if I speak it into existence, it'll just happen. That's how it works, right? So we will be posting this to our SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, iTunes. If you have iTunes and listen to your podcasts on iTunes, please give us a review and a five-star rating because we want people to find us. (laughs) You can also find us, communicate with us, hang out with us on social media. Right now we're on Twitter at T-Squee and we will be on Instagram soon as well under the same handle. Or if you have longer thoughts, you can always email us at tmsquee at gmail.com. That's T, the letter N, squee at gmail.com. Tell us about your favorite community episode. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite ship? Send us an essay about why Magnitude should have been the main character. We'd yeah. love to read it. And I might agree with you. So. <laughs> if you send me an email saying that Pierce is the best character, I'm deleting the email and I'm not responding. Mm-hmm, because you are just objectively wrong. Get out of here with that nonsense. Chevy Chase, is that you? Because that is the only person whose favorite character is Pierce. This is the end of our episode of Teen Squee covering Community, an American sitcom by Dan Harmon, which ran from 2009 to 2015. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for chatting yeah. with me, Alyssa. Yeah, thanks for chatting with me, Gwen. Thanks, y'all who are listening and who also love community. I hope we convince convince some of you guys to watch the show. Yeah, uh, go and watch it. Let us know what you think. And we'll chat with you, beautiful nerds, soon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye. Bye. Also, thanks to Laker Thrasher, who designed our cover art. We are so excited to share this with all of you, and we are so, so happy with what Laker was able to do with what was just an idea in our heads. Laker, we absolutely love the work that you did. And if any of you want to commission Laker for any of your graphic design needs, we will leave their socials in the description of this episode. So go check them out.